It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On today's Locked On Thunder podcast, we're going to dive into another NBA draft player profile and projection, this time giving you all you need to know about Jaden Ivey, one of the top scorers in this year's NBA draft, but how can he fit next to the two-guard system that Thunder are already implementing with SGA and Josh Giddy? All of that and more coming up on today's Lockdown Thunder podcast on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. You can follow the show on Twitter at LO Thunderpod. Email the show, LOThunderpod at gmail.com. On today's show, we have another 2022 NBA draft profile and projection giving you all you need to know about a possible Thunder prospect. Today's episode is about Jaden Ivey, the Purdue guard that will be one of the most interesting prospects to look at for the Thunder specifically. Today's show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this year with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. The way you evaluate Jaden Ivey will be very interesting for the Thunder specifically. I think that it changes if you're evaluating him for the Thunder versus for, you know, the Rockets or the Magic or the Pistons or any other team in the league. If you just look at him as a player versus his scheme fit, it looks totally different. He's a 6'4 guard, 195 pounds, a 6'9 wingspan, 20 years old out of Purdue, an elite score, which I think will translate to the NBA with an incredible athletic ability. In a vacuum, you have to really like Jaden Ivey. We're going to go through his strengths and his weaknesses, but from a broader scope, we need to have a conversation about how he fits with the Thunder which we will throughout this episode. Let's start with his strengths. He's an incredible shot maker and shot creator via isolation. He can do it all with the ball in his hands, and he can go make things happen for your offense. He's also a really good pick-and-roll ball handler with an elite ability to blow past defenders with his downhill quickness, but also he can change up his stride, change up his motor, change up his gear, and make the defense work, right? He can go downhill at a fast speed. He can slow it down and play with more rhythm to where it keeps the defense honest and off balance, and they're just having to foul you. And he can dominate at the rim and absorb that contact and make shots at the rim through contact and through defenders or get fouled because he's so long, lengthy, and can change gears. Does that sound like anyone you know, SGA maybe? And what have I always said about fouling? Getting fouled, And getting to the line is the difference in the NBA. 
It's the difference in scoring 10 points versus 15 points per game, 15 points versus 20 points per game, 20 points per game versus 25 points per game, 25 points versus 30 points per game. It's the difference in everything. How many times can you get to the line? How many times can you get the call and get easy buckets? Look at SGA's points per game. They continued to climb as he got more to the rim. And it's mainly because he can score at the rim and got more at the line after going to the rim. I think that he legitimately can play NBA defense and defend one through three. Using his, uh, his size and lengthiness to disrupt offenses and play the passing lanes, lean on def- lean on offensive players and make life tough on them. And being multiple defensively is a must for the Thunder. Again, we're going to look at this from a Thunder perspective. Whoever the Thunder draft this year, if it's a guard, if it's somebody that plays the same position structure as SGA, Josh Giddy, Lou Dort, right? They're going to have to be able to defend multiple positions. Because you're not going to take a guy like Jaden Ivey at four, which is what his range is going to be. You have to, if he's even there at four, you have to take him at four if you want Jaden Ivey. You can't wait. So you're not going to utilize your fourth overall pick or however, wherever you land in the lottery, obviously. You know, one, two, three, four. You're not going to use that top pick on a guy who you're not going to start out of the gate, a guy who you're not going to build around, a guy who you're not going to depend on long term. And so for that to work with this current construction, it means you're starting. SGA, you're starting Josh Giddy, you're starting Jaden Ivey. And of course, you still have Lou Dort, who has been a starter for many years now. So you throw him into the mix. That's four guards that you're going to start, just based off merit right now, right? Now, SGA, very long, athletic, and can play multiple positions. Josh Giddy, long enough to play Defense on, you know, two threes, maybe even some fours, but, you know, two and threes. And Jay Nivey with his wingspan, 6'9", can do the same. One, two, three, even some fours, depending on matchups. And, of course, Lou Dort is a lockdown defender and can take out the best score on the other team. There's a laundry list of scores that, that Lou Dort's taken out. But to fit in with the Thunder and to fit in with what they're building, you have to be versatile. You have to be able to conform to what they're doing as a team defense. Because outside of Lou Dort, you're not just going to throw anybody out into an island. So Jaden Ivey's ability to play multiple positions defensively and play team defense is very important. And it's it's a good trait that he has. But that's why it's so important for the Thunder specifically, especially as you look at these cards. I think that he's an elite athlete, an elite ball handler, an elite perimeter scorer, and an elite rim scorer. And many players that the Thunder have drafted have not been elite as a rim scorer. Lou Dort struggles at the rim. Josh Giddy last year struggled at the rim as a rookie. He still had that 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 flash, you know, of that floater, which can be a tool for him to become a really good rim scorer. But in terms of percentages, he struggled at the rim last year. I think that one of the most important questions about Jaden Ivey is how real was his off-ball scoring last year, because he has the athletic ability to cut past defenders with ease. He is really good at shooting off of screens and curling off of them and and, and catching and shooting uh, the ball. But does putting him off ball limit him too much? Because you have SGA, who you're not going to take the ball out of his hands as an ISO score. 
you have Josh Giddy, whose biggest impact will come with the ball in his hands as a playmaker. So adding Jaden Ivey, who again, biggest impact would come as a playmaker on the ball in terms of isolation scoring, just like SGA, you now have three guys who are best suited as a ball handler. That is a area in which you'd have to work out pretty quickly if you're the Thunder. And as SGA's max contract kicks in and he has five years on this deal, he's locked into no opt-outs. You're really working on a five-year window. So you got to calculate roughly how long do you think it'll take for all these three talented players to mesh and how much you have left on that contract. Because we all hope SGA stays in Oklahoma City forever, but the reality of the NBA is you never know when that shoe's going to drop. Donovan Mitchell has like three years left on his deal, and there, there's all these speculations going to ask out this summer. Right? So you never know. I think that you look at Jaden Ivey and you see his, his best passing ability comes on the drive and kick and in pick and roll opportunities. He's really good in the pick and roll. We'll talk about that and explain that in a second. But it's not as though he's somebody who's going to, you know, be an elite passer, elite playmaker like Josh Giddy is. And at times he can get boxed in as an isolation player and disrupt the flow of your offense. And the question for me about Jaden Ivey, these are the biggest weaknesses to me. He's a, he's a decent enough passer, right? It's not like he's a terrible passer, but his passing is not out of this world, right? That's a limit for a guard. He is a heavy isolation score that could get boxed in as that and disrupt your entire team, your entire offense. But the biggest weakness for me for Jaden Ivey is him as a player. He has a lot of questions as well. Can he be a lead NBA guard? Can he be a lead point guard? Can he thrive off ball without being a dominant a dominating ISO score, ball dominant for your team. So can he be lead guard, which would take him being ball dominant? And if he can't, if he can't develop as a playmaker, as a true NBA point guard, can he develop off ball as a, someone who can, make, who can make an impact without you know dribbling the air of the ball? I think that Jay Nivey will be one of, if not the best score in this draft. If I had to bet money on it, I bet he'd be the best score in this draft. I compare his scoring ability to that of a guy like Jalen Green, but not not as good as Jalen Green. Remember last year, I thought Jalen Green uh, was 1B, not 2 in that class. I predicted last year, and I still stand by it, that he'll win multiple scoring titles in this league. So I'm not going to predict that Jalen Ivey will, 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 will win multiple scoring titles in the NBA, but he's still a very, very good scorer. And the only other knock on him is that he gets bored defensively which I don't mind. I don't mind getting bored defensively in college. We've gone through it plenty of times. It's easy to check out on possessions in general. It happens in the NBA even. But when it's time to buckle down and lock in, he can do that with his size and with his ability defensively. He's a really, really good defender just as an athletic being. It's just he didn't really care defensively at Purdue. I think that that changes in the NBA. It changes whenever lights get bigger. It changes whenever the stage gets broader for Jaden Ivey. So I'm not too concerned about it, but it is worth noting he did get very bored defensively, which made his defensive numbers look really bad on synergy. But I think overall, as an athlete, with his length and his size and his his understanding of how to manipulate offenses on the defensive end are all really pluses for his defense. So it is a weakness, but it's one that I'm – 
not too concerned about. I'm mainly concerned about how does he find his role in the NBA just as a player. Will he be more that lead guard, point guard type of role? Will he thrive more off of ball uh, or as a ball dominant score? Coming up, we have some important stats for you from Synergy. Plus, we're going to talk about his availability, where everyone has him on their big board, his ceiling, his floor, NBA comps, and the most important part, how does he fit with the Oklahoma City Thunder? What's his future role? What's his roster impact? Why the Thunder should and should not take him in the upcoming NBA draft. But first, I want to tell you right now, our good friends over at BetOnline, folks. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs to start the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head over to the website today or even use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline is where the game starts for you. And I want to show you how easy this is. BetOnline is all you need to type up in your URL bar. BetOnline.net. Go to their sports book. Go down to basketball. And we can start betting on some playoff games if we want to. Let's see. We have Mavericks Suns. Mavericks five and a half point underdogs against the Suns. Let's go Mavericks plus five and a half to shock the world in game one and set the tone for that series, which I think will go seven games. Let's see if they can actually do it. That's my bet for today. Where are you at at BetOnline? Let me know in the comment section below or on Twitter. And let's get back into the Jaden Ivey profile and projection. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. We are back on the Lockdown Thunder Podcast. On the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles, media member and editor-in-chief over at thunderousintentions.com. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you talking Thunder basketball. Make sure you go check out our Lockdown NBA Big Board show hosted by Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies, the author of the NBA Big Board newsletter. He's joined by Richard Stamen at Mavs Draft on Twitter, who we have every single week on this show as well. Sam Ferris uh, and a bunch of other contributors giving fans an in-depth look at the NBA draft with mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast from. It's going to be a must-listen for every Thunder fan throughout this entire draft process to go check out. So make sure you do that Locked on NBA big board uh, wherever you get your podcast from, including on YouTube, just like we are as well. So make sure you go check them out. Let's continue, though, talking about Jay Nivey and the Oklahoma City Thunder and what they're up to with this pairing, right? I want to start with a synergy segment about Jay Ivey. He's in the 84th percentile as a pick-and-roll ball handler, producing 0.919 points per game. I tweeted all this information out, uh, and a lot of people asking, you know, what does it all mean? Uh, 
basically, if you can get close to or above one point per one point per possession, you're doing a really good job. And as an example for that pick and roll stat, Synergy grades that out as excellent. Synergy has uh, poor, below average, uh, good, very good, excellent. Uh, he they grade that out as excellent for Jaden Ivey's pick and roll threat in transition. Ivy produces 1.106 points per uh, possession off transition opportunities. He's in the 80th percentile in ISO, scoring 0.982 points per possession. Here's the big ones. Off screens, which mainly came off the dribble, but off screens in general, 1.175 points per possessions. As a cutter, which would be big for the Thunder, as you have Josh Giddy being able to set up an athletic Jaden Ivy on cuts in the offense in the half-court set, you have him as a cutter producing 1.278 points per possessions. Overall, as an entire offensive entity, right, Jay Nivey leading the Purdue offense. Jay Nivey was in the 77th percentile offensively, 0.973 points per possession. Catch and shoot, Ivy shot 34.8% according to Synergy uh, on the catch and shoot. His ISO derivative offense, 1.056 points per game. Really good offensive player. There's no debating that. And he did it in varying ways. And, and, the reason I'm so comfortable projecting this scoring will translate to the NBA without hesitation is because he can do it in so many multiple ways and impact the game as a score in many levels of the floor, many ways of getting there from cuts to drives, curling off screens, going off ball, catch and shoot isolation. He can do it in so many ways that I don't believe you can take them all the way at the NBA level, even for as great as NBA defenses are. And as great as the NBA is, I think that he'll still find ways to impact the game as a score in the NBA uh, no matter what you can kind of take away from him at, the, at this next level. So I feel very comfortable saying that. And again, I mentioned his weaknesses. He got bored, checked out defensively at Purdue. So his rankings were, of course, impacted by that. As a defender, Synergy ranks him as below average, 28th percentile. He allows 0.9 points per possession. He's poor in the pick and roll, but excellent as an ISO defender. Granted, they grade him as excellent off of seven, as off of 14 possessions. So not a huge sample size there, but they do grade him as excellent off those 14 possessions. Um, I think that with Jay Nivey, you're going to get out of that scored 17 points per game, 57% true shooting percentage, three assists. He shot 37% from the line, 73%. Uh, I should say he shot 73% from the line, and then he shot 37% from three uh, at the uh, at the college ranks. So that's what you're getting from Jay Nivey in terms of just the stats and the raw numbers on him and the synergy numbers on him. Jay Nivey is a really good basketball player, and you can see that on the availabilities. The Ringer has him at four. ESPN at four. The Athletic at four. Bleacher Report at four. On CBS, they've changed it to where there's now two uh, big board mock draft type of things. Kyle Boone uh, has Jay Nivey at five. Gary Parrish at four. NBC at four. DraftNet has Jay Nivey at one. Uh, Tankathon has Jay Nivey at four. My big board has him at five. And then Mavs Draft... Uh, who joins us every single week, Richard Stamen, and also is on the NBA Draft Big Board Show, uh, has Jaden Ivey at three. And of course, you, you, you heard him say last week that the reason for that climb for Ivey is because he's an elite scorer and one of the best scorers in this draft. And he actually has Jaden Ivey above Chet Holmgren. So his top three is uh, Paulo Jabari and uh, Jaden Ivey and then Chet Holmgren. So that, that's kind of where Jaden Ivey shakes out and who he bumped out of that consensus top three for Richard Stamen. Uh, and so... To me, the ceiling and floor for Jaden Ivey is, is one of the more interesting ones. 
I think his ceiling is an elite scorer for a title team. Like he is the driving catalyst, driving force offensively for a team that hoists the uh, Larry O'Brien trophy. His floor to me is a third score on a team that lacks direction. And I think of this in the D'Lo capacity, right? D'Angelo Russell in Minnesota, while that team is very fun, young and everything, I don't think that they lack direction as a unit, but I do think that D'Angelo Russell, he's talented. He's a talented scorer. He's a talented player. He could go for 25 points that night. He could go for 10, right? Like, like just because of the flow of the offense, and maybe it's Anthony Edwards' night. Maybe it's Carl Anthony Towns' night. Maybe it's D'Angelo Russell's night. Maybe it's nobody's night, right? I think that a herky-jerky offense would lead to the floor for Jaden Ivey. Still, if your floor is D'Angelo, uh, D'Angelo Russell, it's not a terrible floor. And that's a really going to be a career. That's something that you can be, you know, you can be proud of, right? And that's a, that's a second contract plus some, you know, that, that that's a lot of uh, money, a lot of fame, a lot of you know, good stuff in your career. If you're D'Angelo Russell, but again, the, the stakes are high at four and the stakes are high in the top of the draft where you want to get a franchise changing player. And he could be that as an elite score for a title team. KOC compares him to Donovan Mitchell, Victor Lodipo, and then a jumbo Darius Garland. I love whenever KOC like kind of throws in extra stuff on top of on top of his comparisons. A jumbo Darius Garland. Uh, look, those are all good comparisons. If you can if you can walk away from this draft and you know you've gotten yourself a Victor Ladipo in his prime, a Donovan Mitchell, or a Darius Garland, you'll be very very happy as a as another foundational piece for this rebuild. You'll be incredibly happy with that if you're the Thunder. But for the Thunder specifically, we have to talk about what his fit would be on this weird mystery roster. We'll talk about that coming up. But first, I want to say right now, our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar, which tastes just like a candy bar. You go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. That's Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order. 100% chocolate on the outside of every single bar. And my favorite thing about Built Bar you can use them pre-workout or post-workout or even as a meal replacement or a snack. But also, it's the healthy option for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. But oftentimes, the healthy option for you is very, very, very repetitive. Not the case with Built Bar. Built Bar is there for you with many different flavors to choose from. Many different flavors to choose from. From cookies and cream to coconut almond to cherry barcia peanut butter, double chocolate, and so many more to choose from that you will want to go to built.com because they also have a variety a variety of new flavors coming every single day on their website. So go check out built.com and use the promo code lot 15, 15% off your next order. Built.com, promo code lot 15, 15% off of your next order. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are back on Locked On Thunder Podcast, on Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. Follow the show on Twitter 
at LO Thunder Pod. Thank you for making Locked on Thunder your first listen every single morning, every single day. We're here for you, talking Thunder basketball for your second listen. But check out the Locked on NBA podcast from first uh, jump ball of the playing tournament through the last possession of the NBA finals. Locked on experts are taking you deeper into the playoffs than ever before with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. Go check out the Locked on NBA podcast on YouTube or wherever else you get your podcast from every single day, just like we are even through the off season. So continue with us here at Locked on Thunder and also Locked on NBA on the national landscape of things. Let's continue though with Jay Nivey and wrap things up with a more Thunder centric look at Jay Nivey as we've been doing throughout this podcast. His future role is very confusing, right? You have an isolation score in SGA. You bring in another isolation score, which is not a bad thing. We've seen in these playoffs, you need multiple ball handlers, you need multiple creators, but you also need multiple scores. You need multiple guys who can go get a bucket. So that way the defenses stay spread out and you can attack them in various ways. And you can't just box in SGA and move on with your life, right? You want to keep defenses honest and you want to free up everybody on the floor. So that's not a bad thing. It's just a matter of how it gets done. Because we know what is best for Josh Giddy. Have the ball in his hands, be, able to be a playmaker, a facilitator. We know it's best for SGA. He's an isolation scorer, but also can play some off ball as he does first year in Oklahoma City. How does Jay Nivey factor into all of that? Rotationally, he's a starter from day one. Roster impact, Tam Aldon's out of here. I, and he might be out of here no matter who you draft. I, I, I think that Tam Aldon uh, does not have that long of a leash as the Thunder look to create you know, three or four roster spots after this draft class is is all accounted for as you have uh, four picks in the top 34, right? He might be out of here anyway uh, because his contract's partially guaranteed and it's just easy uh, to say sayonara uh, to the 21-year-old point guard. Uh, but this would maybe solidify that, that uh, kind of decision for the Thunder. The interesting part to me is why the Thunder should take him. He's an elite scorer that you can go get you a bucket and the Thunder need more guys that can rate their own shot. Look at look up and on this roster. Not a ton of guys that can create their own bucket. There's guys who can create for others. There's guys who can catch and shoot. There's guys who who can uh, do many of things, but only really one true. Go find a shot. Go find a bucket for yourself by yourself uh, and dominate defense. Why the Thunder shouldn't take them? Just the weird, awkward fit that, that you know. Now you go from trying to figure out two players, right? Has SG and Josh Giddy fit together? To now three. Whereas, you know, Jabari Smith, for example, perfectly smooth transition into it being a three and D option uh, as, as a player and as a fit for the Thunder or any other off-ball centric player, perfect transition fit for Josh Giddey sending them up and making them look better than, than they are as a rookie and they develop into what they can become on their ceiling as an NBA player and then, and then SGA still scores in the isolation. But now you go from two to three, ball-dominant players need to figure out how to work together with, Right that is a lot more difficult. That is a bit different for the Thunder. And again, I just go back to SGA's max contract extension is kicking in this season. So you've got one, two, three, four, five more seasons with SGA totally locked in and no opt-outs. And he can demand a trade at any time, but let's just say that he's going he's gonna to go throughout this entire five seasons. You're only guaranteed five years he can go try to win a title with SGA as your lead catalyst, as your top dog. This nucleus is only guaranteed five years. You're going to spend next year, no matter who you draft, trying to figure it out, trying to grow together and going through the growing pains. The next year, 
is, is your first playoff year where you're looking to uh, just test the waters of the playoffs and maybe have a magical run, but most likely uh, have a long first round series or maybe even get to the second round, but then have to figure things out and adjust to life in the playoffs. Then your third year, you're truly ready to attack, but now you only have the third, fourth, and fifth year left. And so that creates an interesting window if you look at it from just SGA's perspective. Obviously, the Thunder are flexible, can do multiple things in terms of roster construction and draft assets and bringing in players and things like that, but that's just kind of the reality of it. And so the longer it takes to figure it out, the, the more you push back that five-year window to closer to that fifth year. And again, I hope desperately that SGA stays in Oklahoma City for the rest of his career, but you can't depend on that if you're a small market team. You just can't. And so you're really working on this five-year window with SGA. And this project of Jay Nivey seems like one that would take longer to, to mesh together than some other players in this draft. However, as you saw on my big board, I have him at five, which is no slouch at all. Uh, I have him below Shaden Sharp. Uh, I think that I just like the upside of Shaden Sharp more. And of course, you saw that video of his vertical this weekend where he has a better vertical than Michael Jordan for some somehow, you know, on, on that testing that they did um, over the weekend. I would not begrudge the Jay Nivey pick at all because the Thunder desperately need another guy that can go make their own bucket and can go and go get their own shot and can be another score uh, in the half-court setting as the playoff approaches for the Thunder either next year or the year after that. As you get into the playoff basketball, you're going to play more in the half-court. You're going to depend more on, on isolation scoring and needing guys to go create for themselves versus be set up for success. I have no problem with it. I think that if you're the Thunder – you take the best player available because you still are in that position as a organization where you need to compile very good players and then figure it out from there. So if you get pick four and you draft Jaden Ivey, would not, would not complain at all. In fact, it'd be very exciting to see how another score fits into this equation. I think you have a very talented head coach that can make it all work. And, and of course, Sam Preston is a track record where if he drafts me at pick four, you'd have to be very excited. And he saw something in me that nobody did, including myself. All right, so it's just, it's one of those things where it's a cop-out answer, but you trust Sam Presti, and also we went through it. There's a ton of good stuff in here, a ton of strengths that, that cannot be easily replicated by other prospects in this draft. Not a ton of weaknesses. We went through his synergy stats uh, to kind of quantify it more, and just look around. The lowest you're going to find Jaden Ivey is five. And that's two, me and Kyle Boone. You can find them as high as one, but we draft that, we know. But it's one to four, one to five for his, for his range. That's a very, very, very good player who has shown it at the college level that he can be an elite scorer and has shown it to the degree at the college level that I believe it's going to translate. Again, as I said at the top of the show, I don't see a way that Jay Nivey does not translate as a scorer in the NBA. So I really like Jay Nivey. What do you think about Jay Nivey? Let me know in the comment section below on Twitter. Uh, or on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from. Subscribe for free across all platforms. It's totally free, so you never miss an episode five days a week, even throughout the offseason. So make sure you check us out wherever you get podcasts from. And until tomorrow, be good, be good to one another. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.